This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, March 14th, 2021. No love lost. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Good morning, Connection Church. Here, there, everywhere. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah. Barry did that. Okay, can you tell them how Barry got that shot of the paper coming Well, you got to put a light source down in the bin. Then you got to put your camera on your phone on top of that. And then you have to do it like three or four times because it's off center when you slide the drawer and it jiggles. And so finally, after a few takes, and you tell the, 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 the shredding machine, now you be on your best behavior, you know, you get that shot. Barry, great job. Amazing. Oh my gosh. You know what's fun is when Barry and I were talking about this, you come up with an idea, you make some adjustments, you talk through it, and then you see it come to life. It's just, it's just fun, you know? It's just cool. It's brilliant. Great job, man. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Thank you so much for being here and there, everywhere. We are one church, many locations. We have got a lot of people joining us on Facebook Live, and we know that there are even more on YouTube. And gosh, it is so good to say, oh my goodness, David Ely, good morning from 41,000 feet off the coast of South Carolina. He's watching our service while he's flying. Keep your eyes on the road, Dave. Yeah, keep your eyes on the road. So many of you, thank you so much for joining us here this morning. We are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Did you introduce yourself? Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. Okay. Just in case you didn't know. Let's pray together. Almighty God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for... I don't know, there's just a feeling like things are getting there. And so thank you. Thank you for that we could safely gather. And here one year ago, one year ago, we were getting the news that everything had to shut down. And oh my goodness. And now here we are together. Thank you. Thank you for being able to gather together. Thank you for the technology to gather those online. And Lord, we give you all the honor and the glory in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everybody agreed and said, Amen. 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 All right. So from now until Easter, we are talking about love. Say love. 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 And actually the, the message title series is called No Love Lost. Now, our specific uh, focus today may seem a little strange because it has to do with record keeping. That's right, record keeping. And you know, keeping accurate records is very important. Andrea, I know you're watching. Andrea Smith keeps very accurate records for our church. We are so thankful for you. Thank you. She's our treasure. Our treasurer and Deb Pierce, who's the financial secretary and that whole team. Thank you. Thank you. She keeps accurate records of what comes in, what goes out, and where everything is supposed to go. When it comes to business, it is so important to keep accurate records. Yeah. And so it's, it's tax time, right? Who? See, I'll put who's with me. Who hasn't done their taxes yet? All right, All right, so Gail's back in the booth. She's taking notes. She's Gail, a tax girl. Gail's going, well, she, yeah. she does taxes for people. So anyway, so taxes, you know, ta- 
I've been doing ours our whole marriage, and, and I keep, try to keep very accurate records. It's important. Way back, many, many years ago, when I was in the insurance business, I um, opened an office, and we also bought a rental property in one year, so we had a lot of deductions. That's pre-ministry. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of deductions, like you didn't, and then this year you do, that's like a red flag for the IRS. And what's going on here? And so they called me in for an audit. Everything was fine because I had very accurate records and I could account for all the, you know, deductions that I had claimed. Accurate records are crucial, absolutely crucial. In today's scripture, taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's known as the love chapter. The writer, the apostle Paul, tells the church at Corinth, it would be like he's telling the church at Summit Bridge Road, what love is and what love is not. And in the process, Paul shares that with the church, there's an area that we should not keep careful, detailed record. Check it out. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. Say the next line with me. It, it keeps, keeps no, no record, record of, of wrongs. wrongs. There you have it. Love does not delight in evil. We've already talked about that, haven't we? But rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So love keeps no record of wrongs. The re Greek word translated here as record of is the, is the Greek word, it should come up on the screen here, logizomai, lo, lo, logizomai. Lo, lo Say that with me, logizomai. You'll never use it, just fun. Now, it's more than just a record though. This means like a, a very careful reckoning, an exacting count. Compute, calculate. It's the kind of record you would keep if you were an accountant or a bank or, you know, it's very exacting. And then the word translated as wrongs in the Greek is the word kakos. And it, it means more than just wrong. It's, it's, it's like bad things, troublesome things, destructive things, evil things. Okay? And so Paul is telling the Corinthian church and telling us as well to not keep an accurate, detailed mm -mm -mm -mm, record not to be forgotten or ignored accounting of those bad things that others do to us. So why would the Apostle Paul say this? Well, when we look at the context of his writing, the people in the church that he was speaking to had forgotten what agape love was all about. We've talked about agape love, love that is unconditional. It's the mm. no strings attached kind of love that runs throughout the Bible. It's the love that God has for you and for me. It's the love that Jesus showed us when he went all the way to the cross. The love that God calls us to share with him and with one another. And even though Paul's words were directed to the church at Corinth, they are so important for us as well. So let's face it, this idea of agape love is not easy for us to carry out, is it? Can I get an amen? Okay, good. I'm not alone there. Especially when somebody does us wrong. Especially when somebody hurts us, when somebody mistreats us. 
When that happens, there are a variety of ways that we can handle the pain brought on by others. Some are healthy, some not so healthy. One thing we often do, though, is we store up the hurt, don't we? To be able to use it at a later date. And I found, and I'll speak for me here, we often do that with those who we're closest to, those that we especially care about. And that's because when they hurt us, it's extra painful, especially true for us when we're married, you know? Um, you know, you keep that detailed account, date, time, place, exacting, down to the minute, when and where the hurt occurred, and then you kind of stick it in your back pocket, you know? It's kind of like, I'm going to keep this just in case I need it, you know, because there's going to come a time when I'm going to be accused of something where I'm going to be told that I did something wrong, and when that happens, baby, I'm going to be ready, right? I'm going to be able, I'm going to have my, and when and that person says, no, I didn't, when, where? I can tell you exactly when and where it happened. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know? Well. You got to have it. It's part of your defense, Right? You got to have it if you're going to be on the ready to defend yourself. Then. You got two pockets. Yeah. Too. I got four pockets. I got pockets all. I got five. Man, I'm ready. And so you keep that accurate accounting, the exact detail. Keeping that in your back pocket allows you to be armed and ready at all times, just in case. Right? The problem is... Oh, there's a problem with that. There is a problem with that because this is contrary to the agape love that we've been talking about. Mm. In fact, nothing could be more contrary. A record of wrongs is definitely a strings-attached kind of love. I am going to say that again. A record of wrongs is definitely a strings-attached kind of love. Keeping a record like this is contrary to love that is unconditional. It tends to cement the conditions under which we will love the other person. Last week we talked about how love forgives. Remember if you were here, there at home here, how love forgives. And the idea of keeping no record of wrongs is closely associated with that. Because it's impossible to let something go if we cling to it to the point of keeping a detailed record of it. Now, speaking of forgiveness, a guy named uh, Pastor Randy Smith from the Grace Bible Church in Allenwood, New Jersey. I found this guy online. He had a message entitled, Hey, Love Keeps No Record of Wrongs from back a few years ago. Check this word out. This is a really cool word here. I'm a, I'm a word guy. I love this. It's 24 letters. I'm not going to even try to pronounce this one. <laughs> that and is fact, a real word. He didn't just make this up. Uh, I looked, there were some other places where the, you, you can look this thing up. 24 letters. It was invented, it's an invented word, as all words are, but by Moravian missionaries when they were sharing Jesus with some Eskimos, because the Eskimos didn't have the exact word in their language that they wanted for what they were trying to convey. I mean, all languages have the idea of forgiveness, but boy, what they were trying to convey they didn't have. So they, they took a string of shorter words and put them together to invent this. And literally, what this word means is this. Check it out. What all these little words put together means not being able to think about it anymore. That's, that's, how, they, that's how they translated forgiveness to these Eskimos that they were trying to share Jesus Christ with. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, yeah. Thing is, 
when we keep a record of wrongs, we cannot possibly not think about something anymore because we've got the record. We have, we've made it a point to keep it, to not let it go. When we, when we keep that record, we can't not let it go. We, we cannot possibly put it behind us. And the truth is, storing up a record of wrongs, it doesn't help the hurt. It doesn't help the And it sure doesn't allow us to truly love the other person with this agape love that we've been talking about. So last week, we talked about how many times a person should forgive. And Jesus told Peter his disciple, that we should forgive 70 times 7. In other words, an unlimited amount of times. And then Jesus shared a parable. A parable is a short story that tells a greater truth. And it has this parable that I'm going to share deals with accounting. It deals with some <coughs> record keeping. It's a long scripture. If you have your Bibles... Here at home, it's Matthew 8, verses 23 through 35, the New International Version. Here we go. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven, that's what parables generally start like. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 20 years worth of wages was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this time, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him one day's worth of wages. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Boy, that's pretty intense. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers, this is ugly, to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Wow. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Then the question is, so what are we supposed to do when somebody does us wrong? I mean, it's not always the best thing to just ignore it. That's not always good for everybody either. Well, Scripture tells us to talk to the person who wronged us. Let them know they hurt you. Now, how often have we kept a record of wrong and the other person didn't even realize that they'd done something, that they'd wronged us? Here's what Jesus tells us in the book of Matthew, New Testament, second part of the Bible, Matthew 18, verses 15 to 17. And this is from the um, paraphrase uh, 
Eugene Peterson's paraphrase called The Message. If a fellow believer hurts you, go and tell him. Work it out between the two of you. If he listens, you've made a friend. If he won't listen, take one or two others along so that the presence of witnesses will help keep things honest and try again. Still won't listen, tell the church. If he won't listen to the church, you have to start over from scratch, confront them with their need for repentance, and offer again God's forgiving love. Now this scripture talks about a fellow believer hurting you. That's also a good plan when there's a non-believer as well. The point is, is to share with the person what they've done in a very respectful, low-key, just-between-the-two-of-you kind of way, if at all possible. Now, most people are, unless they're like really evil people, <laughs> or they have some kind of vendetta against you, may appreciate that. Now, at first, they might be a little defensive, but they may eventually appreciate the fashion in which you share the offense. And they might not even realize the depth of what they've done in the way that they've hurt you. And it's also important to do it in a timely fashion. Don't wait six months to bring it up. You know, it's so far removed from the situation, the person may have no idea what you're even talking about. You know what? Last year, Alan, you... I know. I've got that record. See? It's right here. Here's what Paul shares in his letter to the church at Ephesus. Uh, Ephesians 4, 25 to 27. That's in the second part of the Bible again, New Testament. This is the New International Version. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. Say this next uh, six words with me. In your anger, do not sin. Say it again at home. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. I know sometimes it's tough. You know, if it happens at, uh, you know, a minute before sunset, it might be tough to, to deal with it before the sun goes down. But do it in timely fashion. Again, don't, you know, square things away. You know, I, I love the chatter that's going on on Facebook. And um, Bob Halstead always yeah. says some really, really wise things. When focused on the Lord, we pass along God's goodness and mercy. Yeah, Psalm 23. And he also says, when all else fails, pray. Hey, there's an idea. That's a good one. Well, that's one. novel. And then he writes, he needs to be up here preaching. Huh? Yeah. And let it go so you can focus on God's needs. Yeah. So Paul, the Apostle Paul, quotes Psalm 4.4 when he says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not allow someone else's wrong to bring the wrong out in you. And deal with it in a timely fashion before the devil. And oh, how the devil loves to look for that. How the devil can get this foothold as a result of the situation. That pray thing was good. You know, throughout this, pray, pray, pray. We should have said that. Blanket in prayer. Intersperse okay, it with prayer. Bob. Thank you, Bob. Yeah. Bob had a great idea. You know, pray, pray, pray. Absolutely. Pastor Smith, the one who I got offline, I looked up this message he shared, the Love Keeps No Wrongs message, and that message tells us there is another choice of what to do when somebody wrongs us. We can overlook the offense. Wow, there's, that's a novel idea, isn't it? Ah, there you go. 
It's not possible with everything, or are we suggesting you should do it with everything? Because in some cases, it, they're just very, they're just of a nature that they need to be dealt with. But, but there are other cases where it's maybe not as big a deal as we're wanting to make it out. You know, we don't have to go to the mat on every time somebody does he something. He didn't take those trash cans out to the road again. Boy, this sounds familiar. No. Really? Um, I mean, is it really worth it? No. You don't have to make a Broadway production of it every time somebody slides you, somebody forgets to do something, somebody, you know, it's not always a personal attack even. Confrontation isn't always necessary. Check out what we're told, Proverbs 19.11. This is from the New Revised Standard Version of Scripture, NRSV. Those with good sense, <laughs> I like that, those with good sense are slow to anger and it is to their glory to overlook an offense. So the challenge is not keeping a record of it when we don't confront the person. If we choose to not confront, <coughs> then, then we really do need to let it go. And how can we let it go? Well, only with God's help and through prayer. God chooses to not remember at times. Think about that. God chooses to not remember, and we can too. Isaiah 43, verse 25. I, God, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my sake and remembers your sin no more. Psalm 103, 11, verse 11 to 12, New International Version. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his, God's love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, say the rest with me. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. Yeah. Jeremiah 31, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel <clears throat> and with the people of Judah. For I will forgive their wickedness and remember their <clears throat> sin no more. Mm. Let me share with you something this Pastor Smith shares in this message, and it's a great line. I uh, want you all to repeat with And at home, I want you to type it in the chat. It's that important. Love is a great forgetter. Let's say it together. Love, Love is, is a, a great, great forgetter. forgetter. Type it in. Love is a great forgetter. Capital letters. Love's a great forgetter. God is love, and God is able to forget. And with God's help, we can be great forgetters as well. There's no love lost when we're able to keep no record of wrongs. Not always easy, definitely not always easy, but it is possible, and that's because with God, all, all things, things are, possible. are possible. So the question this morning is, are you willing to seek God's help so that you can tear up that list that you got in your back pocket <laughs> on this person or that person, whoever it might be? Are you willing to tear up the list? Are you ready well, with God's help? Huh? That's well, not really a list, but I hit. Symbolic. There we go. There you go. See, here's the thing about tearing, you know, literally, you know, literally or figuratively tear it up. Here's why we say that you're the only one that can do it. Nobody else can tear that list up for you. You're the only, like we said last week, you're the only one that can do that. With God's help. With God's help. And so we've really been talking about some tough stuff this week and last week. 
about forgiveness and about keeping no record of wrongs. And, and I, I know that we all struggle with this from time to time. But we pray that some of these tools, and you can go back and, and rewatch, and I know that I, I will too, um, it, it frees us. Somebody want to read scripture to me right there on the stage. That's unbelievable. Go figure that. What was that? What scripture was it? It's a Bible app, and it had, my, it. my pocket must have pushed the button that says, say it instead. He's not going to read it. Talk it to him. Okay. Anyway, love is a great forgetter, and we can just let it go because if we hold on to it, it keeps <laughs> us in chains. It keeps us in chains. We're all tied up. We have resentment. We have regret, ultimately. And so we hope that you're able to leave here or at home a little lighter and a little freer. We have reinstituted the prayer corner here at Connection. Yay, yay, yay. That's part of the normalcy coming back. And so my friend Cheryl is back there, and she would love to pray with you if there is a certain issue that you would like to let go. We're going to be careful. We're going to be socially distant. But please go back and um, allow her to lift you up in prayer. Let's go to God right now in prayer. Almighty God, thank you so much that love is the great forgetter, that you, Lord, forget our sins. As far as the east is from the west, our transgressions are removed. Thank you so much, God, for the way that you love us unconditionally, that there's nothing that we can do to cause you to not love us. Help us love like that. And it's really hard, God, because our humanity gets in the way and then we start having all these bad feelings and Satan has a foothold and we go down these paths that aren't good for others and for us. But Lord, your love is the kind of love that is reckless it is recklessly loving us every moment, every second of every day. So thank you. Help us love with abandon. Help us love one another. Most of all, help us lift our hearts to you so that you can help us live this out. It's the life that you offer us, Lord, to live fully and wholly. And we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of God's Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.